1: Hello and welcome to the Florida State of Recruiting podcast. We are the three stars. We are excited to be jumping on with you for the fourth time this week. It's been a busy week for us. Uh, It may actually be the third podcast that gets released. But uh, ladies and gentlemen, we have an instant reaction podcast to talk about. So we're going to take the next 10 to 15 minutes and talk about a shakeup for Florida State's roster. Of course, I'm Tim Allenball and I am joined by the the constants of my life josh pick and david stout excited to be talking florida state but not exactly excited to talk about this subject uh boys before we do that how are you guys doing the night josh how are you buddy what's up tim where tell the tell the people where you're coming to us from i'm i'm coming live from a crackle cracker barrel parking lot <laughs> uh in louisville kentucky it's exciting uh it's the place to be on a tuesday night when uh you're with your in-laws but the the dedication is real folks (laughs) dedication or how can i get out of this for a (laughs) few minutes one of the two uh dr david stout also joins us david how are you buddy
0: i'm doing good i'm i'm kind of wishing i had some of that a piece of that cracker barrel coca-cola cake i love that stuff
1: coca-cola cake is that your go-to dessert there
0: Uh, It's, it's solid, man. If you haven't tried, you know, they used to have those apple dumplings, but I, I've, I haven't been to Cracker Bell in like eight years, but uh, the the Coca-Cola cake was on point.
1: Yeah. Uh, I don't know if they have that anymore. It probably got too unhealthy for an already (laughs) unhealthy restaurant. So, well, uh, if you listen to our transfer portal podcast, which was released today on Tomahawk nation, Uh, We talked about a position where Florida State could see a transfer out take place. And uh, David really hit on this specifically. It's a defensive tackle spot. But the name that we had all kind of talked about was Malcolm Ray. But the name that that was announced today that was going to potentially enter the transfer portal or intends to enter the transfer portal is Josh Farmer. David, not something... Like completely out of the blue, but not something that we were necessarily expecting for this position.
0: Yeah. And, you know, we had heard rumblings about this a couple days ago. Um, and from what we understand, this has nothing to do with Josh Farmer being unhappy at FSU or, you know, any disagreements with the coaches or anything. This is, uh, this may be the first time that FSU has suffered a transfer portal guy who goes in strictly because of NIL opportunities. And, um, you know, it's interesting. A lot of people initially assumed that it was Miami that was tampering. Um, And I'm sure the Canes have probably touched base with him. But the team to really watch here is actually the George Bulldogs. And we can get more into that, um, you know, whether or not this is directly related to what happened with Landon Thomas or, or what have you. But uh, interesting to note that this is probably the first time FSU is having to fend off strictly NIL things from SEC programs. So uh, it's going to be interesting to talk about here.
1: Yeah, uh, Josh, really before we jump into, I guess, the, the, the details of it all, if there was one position group where we feel like this year, could take or afford a loss in the depth chart. It would be the defensive tackle spot. Yeah. I mean,
2: it got me thinking it's kind of similar to Treshawn Ward, similar to Malik McLean. Like those are three guys you don't want to lose when you include farmer, but those are the three position groups where you say, if you have to lose somebody, those are the groups you'd like to lose somebody from because the depth of defensive tackle is insane. The depth at running back is good. And the depth at wide receiver is pretty solid as well. So it's not ideal. And and to me, it's like, it'll be a, a big-ish loss this season, but the bigger loss will be felt down the road, I think, because, you know, he's still a young kid and and probably in line to start next
1: season. is exactly what I This is not a – I mean, it's a hit. This is a guy that was in your rotation. But where this is really going to be felt is most likely next year when Farmer was probably penciled in as a potential starter. Uh, but to Florida State's defense, there's a lot of depth there – a defensive tackle that he'd be competing against next year with uh DeFosse and Lions. Uh, and if Jackson sticks around another year, you know, so it wasn't a guaranteed start. Uh, and, and if he's truly getting offered some big money to go, uh, I know David, you you said you heard Georgia. Uh, I saw somebody even mention potentially some Big Ten programs maybe getting in there. Um, and like you said, in the offseason before Jackson came north, we heard Miami was tampering a lot there. Um, or tampering, I, I, it's kind of just the industry now. So uh, I think, uh, I think Farmer's got a lot of big schools throwing a lot of money at him, and he could potentially wind up at a school where he has the opportunity to get more playing time than he would have at Florida State this year. So, David, it makes sense for a kid like this to uh, potentially pounce on the opportunity to make some money and to get more exposure. Sure.
0: And, you know, in cases like this, what you hope is you hope that he's got good people in his ear. Um, people in his ear that can really help him use critical thinking skills and really try to make a decision that's not just based on next year, uh, you know, this coming season, but a couple of years down the line potentially as well. Because, you know, I can tell you if, if Georgia offers him, you know, a nice sum of money, he's not going to go to Georgia and start this year. Uh, but if he were to be offered a very nice sum of money from Miami, he could very well be a starter in Miami this year. Um, and so it's going to be one of those things that you really hope he's not just jumping for money. Um, because you hope somebody in his ear is telling him, you know, the way you have progressed thus Mm -hmm. far two years at FSU, if you keep progressing that way, like the money's going to come and it's going to come from the NFL. And so you hope that, that he's got good advisors in his ear because Josh Farmer would be leaving, you know, what is actually a very nice situation that has unfolded for this coming year. Um, so, you know, we'll see what happens. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if he immediately commits elsewhere or if he kind of plays, you know, the recruiting game over again and gets different offers. Uh, you know, and you had brought up Big Ten schools, Tim. I think I've seen Michigan thrown in there, maybe Michigan State. Um, So it will be interesting. And, you know, I think the frustrating, the most frustrating thing about this for FSU is, you know, I wrote this in the article. Josh Farmer is an example of how quickly this staff can help a guy develop if he's willing to put in a lot of hard work. Um, By all accounts, Josh Farmer, great kid, uh, great teammate, just a demon in the weight room and, and such a hard worker. And when you combine that with this staff's developmental potential, both in the strength and conditioning program and at the position coach level, it's a great testament to how well this staff can develop guys. Um, and so it sucks that you've put two years of really good development into a guy and somebody else is going to benefit from it. But at the same time, FSU has gotten guys through the portal that we've done that to other schools. And so right. you, know, you had to assume this was coming, you know, one way or the other.
2: Yeah. And, and, I don't want to see, like, I even on Tom Long Nation, saw, like, ah, uh, like, screw Farmer. Like, he's done – he's not – like, nah he's a good kid and he's looking for a better opportunity. And, you know, he's playing football. Like, he's got to go get paid well he can because you never know if the next play is going to be your last. And if he goes to a rival, it's going to suck. If he goes to Georgia, it's like, well, what can you do? I mean, Georgia's a better program than Florida State right now and they have more money. And the other thing is, oh, we should just pay him some more money. The Battles End already made a deal with him and he agreed to that. So, like, what are you just going to renegotiate every time a kid all of a sudden gets a little bit disappointed? You you can't negotiate against yourself or you're going to just, you're going to price yourself out of the market. And and it's not just the way to do business these days, in my opinion.
1: It's a a brand new world out there when it comes to recruiting. (laughs) Uh, The landscape has changed. And uh, I I would not want to be Ingram Smith or the Battles End. Uh, and dealing with this this constant change. But I want to I touch on that for a minute. Recruiting has changed, David. And you've been talking about this for a year or two now, saying that coming in second place in recruiting matters now. Uh, and when, when it comes at a high school level, because you don't know when those kids are going to hit the portal. And when they hit the portal, the, one of the first teams that they're going to be interested in is potentially that team that was recruiting just as hard as where they ended up. And, and you're seeing that already. But in addition to that, um, you know, these guys that are not five-star studs, etc., uh, when they get the chance where they've put in the work and they have, you know, increased their, their abilities uh, and, and have that chance at exposure, they're going to hit the portal and they're going to hit it quick and that has just completely changed how you recruit uh nowadays.
0: Yeah, it's it's essentially become free agency with a twist, right? It's it's free agency every single semester. <laughs> you know, really it's free agency after spring ball, it's free agency in the summer, it's free agency right after the season. And you know, you you had talked about, you know, the trouble of being a collective. How about being a college coach these days, man? Okay. I mean, all of you know, you've always had to Follow a really tough schedule in terms of high school recruiting that has become year round. Now all of a sudden you've got the transfer portal, so you have to recruit transfers. And in addition to that, which I think is you know maybe the most taxing part of this is you're having to re-recruit your own roster every single semester now. Um, and and these are kids that you have invested a ton of time in. You know whether you recruited them you know, through, throughout high school or brought them in as a transfer, you've already invested a ton of time into these kids. And so, you know, we know that the Florida state prides itself on a family feel and a family situation. And so I'm sure a lot of these coaches look at these guys as, as, you know, kind of surrogate sons. And so it's tough to have to re-recruit that again and again. And, um, you know, we had a really good question in our, um, our recruiting thread from uh, Spearpoint. So thank you, Spearpoint, um, for asking this question. And that is, you know, when you see these guys and he specifically brought up Tyler Van Dyke at Miami, and then um, the Florida wide receiver, he just transferred, you know, when you have these guys who are important pieces of your program and other schools come in just to poach them, how do you deal with that? And how does Mike Norvell and his staff deal with that? You know, and in, in the the past, we've seen Mike Norvell and his staff take a very honest approach of you know, they have their exit meetings and they tell them exactly where they stand. And they say, you know, maybe it would be better for you to move on. Maybe it would be better for you to stay. And uh, we saw Nick Saban put out a quote, uh, I think a week or two ago, that was very similar in that, you know, I hope these guys know that when they enter the transfer portal, we're open for business too. And so if you go in there, there's no guarantee that, that you can just pull your name right out and come back. You know, we may replace you. And so I think Norvell and his staff are are taking somewhat of that kind of a tone and you know for a guy like farmer it's interesting right because we always talk about how mike norvell and his staff needed proof of concept uh, to start landing these guys well with josh farmer you have proof of concept with him like he's improved both of the years that he's been here he's put on a lot of good weight he works really hard in the weight room so even though he doesn't have stats that will blow you away the gamble with bringing him on is, yeah, he may not have those stats, but he's shown you that he's a really hard worker. He he does fine in the classroom, all that stuff. So it's not really that big of a gamble. And so it's one of those things where it's risk-reward. But, um, you know, this is the first time, like I had mentioned earlier, that Mike Norvell and his staff are looking at a situation where it sounds like it's all about the money because Farmer has an ideal situation set up in Tallahassee. And so, you know, this is probably the first of many times this is going to happen for FSU. Um, so we'll have to see how they go through this and and how they handle this situation, because not only is Josh Farmer looking at the situation, but I guarantee you there are some other guys who are a little bit discontented on the roster. They're watching this, too, and they want to see what Josh Farmer does and what kind of leverage he has.
2: Yeah, just a few things. Like it's a To me, it's a good problem to have. It means that your roster is getting a lot better and you're developing players. Um, going back to a point you made about coaches and how hard it is with the the portal and re-recruiting kids. I think that's why you said a lot of college coaches this past off season go jump to the NFL. Like I don't, I'm not getting paid enough to deal with this and and just teenagers every single day and all their swings and emotions and all that kind of stuff. And just one, one other question I want to throw back to you, David is we saw a lot of people today, you know, jumping to, Oh my gosh, the portals, the it's going to become the thing. Like you've got to win the portal and high school recruiting is not gonna be important anymore. like, I don't know. To me, high school recruiting will always be king. The portal is a great way to subsidize your roster and, and you know fill in here or there if you miss on some spots. But to me, David, high school recruiting is still king and will always be king.
0: Yeah, I completely agree with Josh. And that, that was a big crux of my argument in that series that I did about whether or not Norvell is struggling with prep recruiting. And especially when you have an approach like Norvell does. Everything they do is based on relationships. Everything they do is based on the family feel. And that just doesn't go with the prospects. It goes with their families and their little brothers and their siblings and all of that. So it's, you can't fake that kind of stuff. And so when, when a situation like this happens where it's all about money, you know, all of a sudden Mike Norvell and his staff are kind of at a crossroads and they say, okay, well, we're, are we going to basically renegotiate a new contract with this kid or are we going to stay loyal to who we are and base it on relationships and say, you know, we are who we are. This is a family feel. And if that's not enough for you, maybe you should go elsewhere. And so it's going to be fascinating to watch. Um, and I have a question uh, for you two that, that we saw we've seen come up a lot today. And that is with people seeing Farmer jump into the portal. Do you guys think that FSU now has to bring in a graduate transfer defensive tackle this cycle to replace him. I'm curious. What do you think?
2: Uh, I'm, I'm going to make it short and sweet and then throw it to Tim. Uh, no. Florida State is still loaded at defensive tackle, and I
1: wouldn't waste a spot there. No. Uh, there are bigger needs if they're going to go into the portal. But I tell you what this does do, it gives you another roster spot.
0: You're exactly <laughs> right, Tim. You nailed it. On point as always, brother. And, <laughs> uh, you know, what's what's interesting, too, I think another silver lining about this is – Yes, Farmer is leaving, and that's a hit to the depth. But all of a sudden, you've got probably around 300, 400 snaps that guys like Dexter Lyons or uh, Dexter uh, Daniel Lyons are going to be able to take, and AO Tafasi are going to be able to take Bishop Thomas. And so, even though you're losing a guy, now you can put that developmental aspect and, and kind of divvy those snaps up to some of your younger guys who you know, guys like Daniel Lyons are going to be pro prospects at some point. So there's another silver lining to all this.
2: Yeah. And I saw saw some people today saying, Oh, Florida state screwed up by taking Fisk and taking Jackson. You shouldn't have taken two because now you're losing farmer to me. You take those two guys 10 times out of 10 every single day, if you had to do it over again and you kind of let the chips fall where they may, like those two guys are bona fide studs that can go and start for you right now. You take them and, and just kind of let the chips fall where they may like, you lose Farmer, it sucks, but like
1: Fisk and Jackson are, are superstars and you take them no matter what, in my opinion. Absolutely. It, it kind of reminds me uh, of the MLB draft in that you're drafting so many players in there. You don't draft for need. You draft the best player available. And, and that's what Florida State's doing at the defensive tackle and the transfer portal. They're taking the best players available. Yes, somewhat a position in need. But if you have the choice between Fisk and Jackson or just Farmer, you take Fisk and Jackson every time. Well, and then the other thing is, like last season,
2: Fabian Love gets hurt game one. And Florida State's defensive interior all of a sudden is destroyed. Like the co- coaching staff couldn't take a chance that that was going to happen again, so they loaded up. And, and if some some kid leaves, you just so be it. Tip your cap, you know, move on, and we're you know we're not re- renegotiating against ourselves for this.
0: And let's be real: if there is a position that FSU has completely solidified itself in the transfer portal, it's the defensive line. And so, like you guys, I totally agree with you. I don't think you have to be knee-jerk and bring in a defensive tackle this cycle. But like Tim said, this opens up another scholarship spot. You have to think that Fisk and Jackson are going to show out this year. Again, just more proof of concept. If you want to take it to the next level and get to the NFL and you're a defensive lineman,
2: come to Florida State. Yeah, and and it it gives the staff a chance to get a stud in Tribe 24, the defensive tackle position, if they want to. And the other thing is, now you have a full year thinking towards the transfer portals. Who's the kid that we might be able to bring in to replace Farmer for next season? Because if he waits until, you know, this time next year, you could be screwed, but now you have time to at least think about it and look at some different pieces there.
1: Sorry guys. Uh, switching around the car, my niece, we got a little crazy here. So uh, I'm going to have to call tonight. Uh, it's been a great jump here. Uh, as always, you guys can check us out at Tomahawk Nation for all the latest news on recruiting and transfers. Uh, Josh, anything else before we go?
2: No, I mean just we. I think we mentioned it earlier, but it stinks to lose Farmer. On the whole, Florida State is still way ahead with Mike Norvell and the transfer portal. I mean, Florida State is still one of the top two or three programs in the
1: country when it comes to to being a winner in the transfer portal era. By far, they're 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 like the premier program when it comes to that. Well, four. Josh Pick for David Stout. I'm going to have to call it a night, guys. Thanks for jumping on here for us real quick. And uh, we'll have all the latest on Josh Farmer and any other transfer or recruiting news, as always, in our recruiting thread. So until next time, guys, let's keep climbing.